You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this is episode number 946. Business storytelling for dummies can help you discover the expert advice through real real world examples, proven cases, and more. Author of Business Storytelling for Dummies, Karen Dietz, is one of the originals in the field, representing the best in academic training and art of performance storytelling. She joins us once again to share how her book can guide business leaders and CEOs to create growth within their firm. Karen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here it's again. Nice, it's nice to have you back on the program. If you and our audience would like to learn more about this program or are the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit my company's website, criticalmass4business.com. Or if you know someone who might make a great guest on the show, maybe it's you. Call or text me at 949-887-4104. Would love to talk to you. It gives me great pleasure to have you back. But, uh, Karen, can you tell us how you've been doing since you were last on the show? What's going on in your life? <laughs> it's been great. Yeah? I'm so excited. Yeah. I uh, put together a different kind of uh, coaching program now for my executives. Okay. And, and, you know, it just became more and more difficult to... to spend a significant amount of time for these folks to build their storytelling skills. Okay. So now I've chunked it down into really easy-to-do steps that delivered through email. They report back in. I give them feedback. It's working like a charm. How do you give them feedback? I mean, are they delivering you a video or something? Or how's that, how's uh, a that video working? or something written, and okay. uh, it's a little piece of the story uh, each time. Okay. And so it, what happens is within a few weeks, storytelling skills that are pretty impressive are being built pretty fast. Really? Yeah. So you can help people build their storytelling skills? Absolutely. That's what I do. Wow. And is why is that important? Well. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, if you can't tell a good story, you're most likely not going to be able to connect with your audiences uh, sell your project and roll people in your vision. Right. Make a difference in the world. You know, in other words, grow your business. Why are stories important in business? Well, because they are the most powerful form of communication that we have. And so often in business, we get stuck in business speak mm-hmm. or data dumps or, you know, death by PowerPoint. Right. And then we wonder, gosh, why aren't we being as effective as we know we can be? Uh, why do I have people kind of debating what I offer them instead of getting excited and inspired uh-huh. about what I'm saying so that we can move forward? So stories are, are what allow that shift to happen, what allow people to be inspired, and um, stories are, in business, what move people to action. Do they have to be true? Absolutely. Do people have stories to tell? Oh. Is that your experience in working with a business owner? You know, my audience are CEOs running and business owners running two to $100 million companies. In your experience... Do they have? You've never met them, but do they have stories? Everybody has stories to tell. In fact, that's how we typically converse with our friends and our colleagues and our partners and families at home. Is we sharing stories all of the time? We are surrounded by stories. Okay, so what's an effective business story? What story? What's effective business storytelling then? Effective business storytelling is when you are able to take your story. I convey a key message 
you know, what's the story about? What's the point? Uh, how does it connect to the business? And to offer somebody at the end of the story an idea or suggestion about a way to take action. Okay. And that's the difference between Hollywood storytelling and business storytelling, is that Hollywood storytelling, most of it, mm-hmm. is really about being entertained. And, you know, no problem right. with that. Escaping reality for a while, right? Right, right. And, of course, business stories can be entertaining. But the big difference is that they also have to be crafted and told in such a way that they move people to action, that they do something for us. Okay. So I would think that then the leader of a company, the CEO or president or owner, whatever the title might be, mm-hmm. would be really important for her or him to be able to tell a variety of stories about the business. Absolutely. Yeah, there. I have a set of signature stories. Okay. That I was gonna, and, yeah. That's kind of what you remember in my mind. I was sort of going there. Is there a... Yeah, yeah, that every every leader needs to tell. Okay. And these stories are, well, first of all, you need to tell your origin story. I was going to ask you if that was one of them. It is. It's like, so how did the business get started? Or if you're the founder, how did, you know, how and why did you start the right. business? Right, right. It's like inquiring minds want to know. Right. And the reason people want to know more about how you got started is because it gives them some context and an understanding of what is really motivating you, mm-hmm. you know, to um, work in your business. So there's an author, Simon Sinek, and he wrote a book, Start With Why. Why, yeah. And, and so are you, do, do you pract- are you a practitioner of that origin story should be somewhat personal as well for the entrepreneur? It's always personal. It always is personal. It always is personal. Right. It, because uh, people don't relate to nameless, faceless businesses. Right. I got sick with corporate America. and Yeah, right. And it is also always a story about what happened did, for you. <laughs> you know your aha moment? Yes, I had one. Great. What was it? I was sitting in a peer group meeting in Santa Barbara. I was the president and general manager of a $70 million manufacturing company. I was getting great benefit from being in that peer group. And I had a realization, I want to do what the guy that's leading this peer group is doing. I don't want to go back and run this manufacturing company. This is my calling. That's right. There you go. And so I quit the corporate world and became an entrepreneur for the first time in my life. Absolutely. And I bet you also had a little bit of an idea about how you could maybe upgrade what was happening, improve what was happening, some unique thing that you could offer people. Yes, me. Yeah. My experience. Right. And the kind of people that I thought I would attract in my brand based on who I am. There you go. Absolutely. So, so you're coaching me right now, aren't you? This is like one of those sessions you have with clients, yes, right? Yes, This is, is how you're kind of filling in the blanks. Yeah. See how yeah, easy yeah, it is, yeah. ladies and yeah, gentlemen? Yeah. That was like relatively painless. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor is in the house. Karen Dietz. <laughs> right. And uh, so uh, the one, one the thing we would want to add to the origin story at the end is, yes. and so what does that mean to you today? To me or to them? No, to you. Oh, Okay. You know, so you started this business how many years ago? Nine. Right. And so... I had the epiphany probably ten years ago. Right. Frankly. Right. Absolutely. So bring us up to today. Yeah. And uh, share with us, you know, w- w- what that has meant to you over the years. Right. Okay. I will do that. So you mean now that I have 60 members in six different peer groups in Southern California? There you go. Right? Yeah. And okay. what's the difference that you're making for them? Right. Every day. Yeah. The difference they're making for each other. 
Thank you. Right. My, my why is to have a lasting positive impact on the lives of the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. And this, this business model allows me to do that. Well, there you go. That's the end of the story. Finished. Yay. Sign up now. <laughs> well, See, that wasn't so I, hard. I, I'm gonna have to try that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna right. we're gonna have to take a break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. The time just flies. We're talking to Karen Dietz. When we come back, we're gonna continue to talk. I want to get into a little bit about the book, and then we're gonna talk more about kind of the advice that you have on writing a book for the audience. So I'd love to have an author, a published author, here in the studio because this gives us a chance to maybe inspire others right. to become authors as well. Because I think. Many people have books in them, like stories. They have books. And what are books but stories? Absolutely. All right. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Right back after this word from me in like 60 seconds. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Karen Dietz, who is the one of many things, business storytelling for dummies. She's the author of that book. We're going to talk about what it means to be an author and sort of give some advice to those of you who think you have a book in them, in you before we do that, though. Can you, Karen, can you tell us about a time when you built a plan or strategy you know, to accomplish something, only the outcome was different. You know, I, I, I think that's unintended consequences which mm-hmm. happen in business. Right. Do you have a story you want to share? Well, sure. One of the things that I've been doing for about four years now is uh, I curate content on business storytelling. So that means I find all the best articles, pick a few that I like, write a review, post it to a platform, and everybody can – I write a review. Yeah, I said that, and then everybody can yeah, read comment, it, right? read and it, comment, yeah, right, right, whatever. Sure. Well, I started that just on a lark. You know, I, I was I, – I knew I needed more visibility, and I thought, well, I heard about this curation. Let me try it. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And – before long, I kind of noticed, wow, my, my numbers were climbing, mm. and I started to, you know, jump, leapfrog over other curators, wow. and, uh, and it just started to snowball, and uh, it wasn't too long before I was, like, right up there in the field of business storytelling. I'm the top curator in the world now on that Get out of town. I am. Congratulations. I know. But (laughs) what's so funny is that I never intended that to happen. Okay. It was just simply a way for me to increase my visibility and help my clients. Wow. Right? Next thing I know, this is how I got the book deal. This is how I got a TED Talk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I know. So I I think that was... the consequences were totally unintended right. and not planned. Right. But you must have done a good job at what the basic requirement was, curating interesting content and adding some level of value to it. Absolutely. 
And that, from that, you do the thing right, and then these other good things come in line. Right, right. And it took me a little bit to figure out how to do it right. Find your voice. Yeah, yeah. find my voice. And there were other curators who stepped in and helped me okay. you know, figure it out. And I was so appreciative of that. So them. how do we find that site? Oh, it's on the Scoop It platform. Okay. And if you just Google my company, which is Just Story It, and then Scoop Okay. I'm writing it down. Yeah, it should come right up on Google. So, uh, how did you come up with your name? <laughs> is there a story there, Karen? There is. All right. Would you like to share it with yeah. our audience? I tried to come up with all kinds of different names, and they were all taken. Oh. <laughs> An honest person. And but, then? But then, you know, I really wanted to choose a name that sort of uh, implied people taking action. So take a PowerPoint presentation. What do you need to do to really make it effective? Well, you just have to story it. Uh, take your leadership. You want to be a more effective leader? Yes. Just story your leadership. Story it. And if you uh, want to improve your marketing, then story your marketing. So just story it. And that was available, and so there you are. Okay. So I, I think this content of this conversation is really appropriate for those of you that are listening to this as a podcast, maybe, or the live stream here on octalkradio.net, and you're, you're liking the content. I would ask you to listen to Podcast 944. We just happened to record it earlier today with mm-hmm. author Robert Rose, who's talking about his book, Experiences, the Seventh Era of Marketing, and we talked about storytelling as it relates to giving client and your audience experiences. Right. When, when you... When I gave my origin story, you coached me to add some elements to it. So that, in my mind, that says, Karen, you kind of have a basic structure for what should be in a business story. Mm-hmm. C- can, can you just kind of share that with our audience? What, what would be the elements of a, a properly constructed business story? Sure. Okay. Uh, you, you have to have a setting, right? So I was in my office one day. It was a sunny day in Santa Barbara, the (laughs) soft ocean breeze. It was a dark and stormy night, right? Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to work on my orange story here. Stop it. (laughs) Because it actually was a sunny day in Santa Barbara. See, there you go. Smell of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, So, a setting. Okay. And then you need people, you know, characters. Yes. And they need to have names and faces. Really? Yeah. Personalize it. Yeah. Neuroscience uh, shares, uh, uh, shows this, this all the time, that people don't relate very well to groups or people uh, or stories that don't have names. So them. I was sitting in the chief executive network, and the founder of that, Bob Graybill, was the gentleman who was facilitating that day's workshop. Yes, that's exactly and right. And I looked at Bob, and I thought... I want to do what Bob's doing versus what I'm doing. Yes, except there's a little step you missed. I know. Easy to add in there, though, which is the problem. What was the problem you were facing? What was the challenge that was going on? What were you struggling with at the time? Okay. And uh, the reason we want to include a problem is that problems are like, crack cocaine for the brain really yeah we have to and, solve it uh, yes we we absolutely we start paying attention oh there's a problem oh, you know it's like radar <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> right yeah, right <laughs> and uh, so okay uh, we we need to have a problem presented or a challenge or struggle something that's going on okay. that you're wrestling with 
And maybe at this point it was, you know, your disillusionment with uh, corporate America. America, Yeah, sick and tired of suffering fools. Right. There you go. Realizing that the people in the room were the kind of people that I wanted to be around more than the people in the corporate world. Absolutely. And could I build a business that would be spending time with these kind of people? Right. So you took some action steps. I did. Yeah, and so we want to know what actions you took. I went home and talked to my wife and said, Honey, I think I want to quit my corporate job. <laughs> she probably freaked out. <laughs> she said it makes perfect sense. Ah, see, there you go. And then you took some other steps to actually make it a reality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we want to know a little bit about what those steps are. Okay. Uh, or were. And uh, then we want to know what the result is. Right. You know, now you've got X number of groups, X number right. of people. And it was a struggle at first because I launched my business in 2008 right before the Great Recession. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Right? Yeah. And those early years were very difficult to build a business because nobody was spending money on things that weren't already kind of in the budget. Right. So there's something about perseverance it that was. you're going to convey in yes. that story. And then after the result, we share well, what's the key message of the story? You know, what's the insight that you have to share with people? What's that one thing or thought that you want to leave them with? Okay. And uh, so that would be the end. And it's often delivered, well, you know, maybe here's something for you to think about. Mm. Or this was my experience about what Mm. happened. You might face the same thing, right? I... And so... You got me thinking now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost not the radio show host anymore. I'm always sitting here like I feel like a client of yours going, okay, I, this is, you're very effective at this. I tell you, it got me out of my state, which is a good thing and a bad thing in some ways. But, you know, when I said that my why was to make a, have a lasting positive impact in the lives of my clients, I came to that through this TED, mm-hmm. TED Talk that Simon did. And I, my whole community went through it, and we're all, like, wrestling with what ours is. And literally... Uh, in the same month that I showed that to my community, I was going through a box of stuff that I had from the corporate world from my old office that I never really finished cleaning. And so I was cleaning it out, and I grabbed – there was a piece of wood that I had broken in half. So I totally forgot about it. I was at a, like an Anthony Robbins retreat, and he yeah. teaches you to break – the board to break through these barriers and on one side you write your goal and on the other side you write the barriers and then you break it and you put them back together and a miracle happens right and i put the board together because it was the side of the board that was my what i was trying to accomplish and i had written in there and i had totally forgotten have a positive impact on the lives of my employees and i thought i subconsciously re-engineered my whole business life for that goal I love it. Absolutely, you did. Right. And so now that piece of wood is in my office, uh, you know, looking at it every day going, I'm, I'm able to do it. Well, that's a very powerful story. So, well, I think I need your help to really make it sing, though, baby. Huh? So well, You're doing a good job so far. So, so uh, we're modeling kind of your coaching. I yeah. feel like I'm almost going to have to pay you for this thing. Rather, Good thing I'm getting you some exposure on OC Talk Radio and that's the podcast on iTunes. Wow, you're good. Uh, thanks. You really like this stuff, don't you? I love it. I, I can... love it. And that's just one of six stories to work on. Oh, that's right. We're only talking about the origin story. I know. Story. And each story has a little different way you need to tell it, a little different structure, you know, little different point of view so and and how long does it take you said earlier it's pretty fast but how long does it take in your experience working with a middle market ceo to get them where they have these stories and they're able to recite them and they're part of their existence and they're real and people connect to it and emotions there i mean how long does it take you to get them there well if crafting stories was the only part of it Uh right we could do it in a few months okay 
But there's other parts of storytelling that are absolutely critical for any leader to know or business owner. And that is, how do you listen for stories? There are, and this is all about how to work with the dynamics of storytelling for influence, for greater influence. And actually, when I work with my leaders, a lot of the coaching I do is it's not so much about telling. It really is about listening. Mm. And listening to stories is so much more effective when it comes to sales, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to working with employees. And so, yes, you'll be telling stories, but you'll also be listening. And how do you do that? And how do you do that really, really well? Because when you listen for stories, you gain so much more information and understanding of what's happening that you end up able to make far better decisions. Hmm. Wow. So it's okay. And that's part of what we do here is to help them make better, more informed decisions as leaders of companies. Absolutely. So storytelling can be a huge benefit in terms of that. And then there's a whole nother part of storytelling, which is the transformational part of storytelling. Uh, So transformation of the self. How do you use storytelling and your stories to grow, Hmm. to work on yourself, to develop yourself. Because we end up telling ourselves stories, too, don't we? And sometimes we get stuck in those stories. Because self-talk, huh? <laughs> yeah, it can be your friend or not your friend. Right. And right. then how do you share your stories and work with stories uh, to transform your workplace, your community, It's a big part of the culture the of the company, right? The yeah. stories that people tell. Right. And so many of us have books and knowledge and wisdom locked up inside of us that the world really needs to hear about. Right. All right. And a book can mean a lot of things, uh, different things to different people, right? Yes. So um, find the book that you're comfortable to write. Absolutely. Because I think my experience is once somebody writes their first book and they feel good about that ex- experience, they're more likely to write their second book. Yes. Right? And that that maybe that's a little different book. So. Right. I think some people don't do it because they think it's got to be this 300 page, whatever. You perfect. Know, perfect. Right. <laughs> All, everything I know, I've got to heavily research it. Oh, no. Right. But it could be a, a parable. It could be a story. It could be a fable. It could be. Absolutely. A lot it could of, be a do you help people do that too? Uh, yes. I, I help people find stories for their books. Okay. I don't help them write their books. I okay. just help them find their stories for their books. Okay. So how do people find you then? Well, best and easiest way is to go to my website, which what is, is juststoryit, all one word, dot com. How simple is that? <laughs> Look at you. Thank you for being a friend of the program uh, and uh, giving of your time. I really oh, appreciate thank it. Thank you, Rick. Uh, it was just a delight to be You're an important part of our community, and I can't wait to have you have some impact on my CEO peer group members as thank well, Karen. You. So Karen Dietz, it's been a joy. Thank you. All it's right. been wonderful. we got to go. The engineer's going to choke me here in a minute. Our engineer for today is the ever-wonderful and time-bound Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, Haley Stern. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show podcast or the CEO peer groups that I lead, please visit my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.